But my nurture, I was nurtured as a warrior bard. I had a father who was a military fighter pilot, warrior to the bone. But my mother was a model and an actress who traveled all over the world doing film and television. So she's a full bard. So I'm nurtured as a warrior bard, but my nature is wizard. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. I'm Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help you realize your full potential so you can leave a positive mark on the world. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. Eric Erickson said, the more you know yourself, the more patience you have for what you see in others. And Chadwick Boseman said, I try to look at every role the same way, regardless of whether the character is real or the character is a fantasy. I always start from myself because you have to know yourself first. This is episode 123 with Dr. Travis Fox, who is the founder of Architects of Being, where he helps coaches find out more about who they really are so they can go out and make an impact in the world. So if you're curious to learn more about yourself and the archetype that you might fall into, this episode is for you. And if you liked anything you heard, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. Yeah, it's real simple. Everything in this world we call Earth is based on a blueprint, right? A house is built on a blueprint. Cities are built on blueprints. Internet's built on a blueprint. Well, how come we don't have a, a blueprint to how to manage us consciously, subconsciously, and you know what we call the shadow down deep in the, where our emotional traumas live? And so for now over three decades, it uh, has been a constant quest and evolution of how do we actually create a blueprint? Because if we know how to, you know, what the next step is, well, not, it's not as scary and it can be fun. What a concept. So changing ourselves now can become entertaining while we're learning, because one of the great things I've learned over my years, as both as a teacher, trainer, filmmaker, all of those things that go behind my name is there's just one simple truth. We learn best when we're in an emotional state, whatever that is. And if you can, everybody listening now, you can go back to high school. And you're gonna be able to remember maybe one, two, maybe three teachers that made an impact on you. And it wasn't necessarily what they taught you, although that's valuable, it's how they taught you that made the impact where Chris goes, yeah, I remember ninth grade, it was this, and in junior year, it was that. And yet you can look at the vast amount of teachers, influencers, mentors you've had throughout your life. How much of that have you forgotten? And you forgot it because you were in a business mode, you're in analytical mode. And so what we actually do is walk you through and it's, again, it's myself and all the other master teachers. And each one of us has a very specific realm. And it was about architecting a way so that if we had the blueprint, now a blueprint isn't a solution. A blueprint is here's a guide rail. These are kind of where you're going to land. And then here's a blueprint for that. So you can work through a process and understand where you are to create transformational results. More often than not, the industry self-help and coaching at large, mentoring is really based on what you know. Well, if you don't know how to walk someone through fear or you don't know how to set up their corporation properly or you don't know how to get someone through a traumatic experience, what are you coaching? You're, you as the coach are limited because you don't know where the blueprint is. So if you have a blueprint as the coach, teacher, trainer, facilitator, you always know a reference point of where your client's at because you can see where they're at why they do what they do, how they're doing it, and then a blueprint to help them transform. So our entire objective is, and has been for three decades is, because I came from the self-help industry, as you undoubtedly know, was, you know, I, I got tired of being the guy that stood on the stage and said, hey, Chris, you know what? You're awesome. If you run to the back of the room and buy my stuff for $40 billion, you're, like, you're going to be like me. Well, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be like you. And so the self-help self -help industry and 
sometimes I, I make fun of ourselves because I do. And I say, well, the self-help industry really helps you do the same crap over and over again. Isn't it time we actually transform? And that comes from understanding a blueprint of humanity. Mm, okay. Uh, that's, I, I like the vision of just like kind of building yourself off, kind of modeling, you know, different areas of our lives, different things we can do, but making it with our own unique kind of like bringing your special sauce, your own kind of flavor to things. And yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, let's me ask you a question. You've yeah. spent your whole life being Chris and right. you've transformed you, whether by design or by your own subconscious modalities, experiential things that happen outside. So when we go to these events, then they go, well, that, that's Dr. Fox on stage, you know, and he's got all these letters and he's got all these awards and he's done all this stuff. I want to be like him. But that's the fundamental flaw in the industry. Why do you want to be like me? Being like me is being the exact opposite of you being you. And so we get into this ideology state and we idolize them and we go, I want to be like that. I want to be like, you know, that teacher or this, you know, that facilitator. And I great. I think that's a wonderful admiration, but that doesn't bring out you. And the world needs you. Yeah, I'm already here. You're here. But the two of us together makes a bigger here. So when you look at it from that point of view, our entire mission has been for the last 30 years is, wait a minute. It's not about you being a better you, Chris. It's about you finally just being you, the real you. Because most of the time, we're, we're, we're not. We're full of crap. We're presenting. We're projecting. And we show you an archetypal version and literally an archetypal symbio uh, symbology that goes back thousands and thousands of years that we have brought into a system along with the architecture on several key things on how to identify who am I? Well, how am I showing up? Why am I showing up this way? Am I avoiding something or am I trying to create something, trying to impress somebody? Am I trying to be a cool kid's click, be a rebel to be a rebel, whatever. And then find out where that actually came from. And then you have the opportunity, the choice as the architect of your life to recreate that story that you operate on, or you can stay with it. That's transformation. Self-help is well, I'm helping myself do the same thing over and again, but I still don't really understand the who, what, where, when, and why, and then how to blueprint architecture my way out of it. And that's really the trick. Mm. And that, so how do we, how do we even start with that? Like, like great question. So it's a simple question. And one of the things that we do is, you know, I've been in entertainment since I was nine years old. So, uh, you know, my mother was a model and an actress. So I grew up in, in a, you know, that space of film and television. And I went, you know, one of the things that had made the most impact on me was when I'm emotionally involved, and I'm in the, my own state, whatever your state is, it doesn't matter. I'm present when I'm thinking my way through it, or I'm analyzing my way through it. I'm trying to learn all this information. I'm trying to write, you know, this is my, you know, daily method of operation. I've got to read this book and I've got to write in this journal. I've got to do all this stuff, but I'm not really present, man. I'm hypnotized just because I'm supposed to do it. I do it. But why, why do I do what I do now as a, on the other side of that, as a coach, teacher, trainer, facilitator, CEO, CMO, entrepreneur, influencer, it, how helpful is it to walk up and go, you know what? I see Chris. I know exactly where, how he's showing up as far as a symbology is concerned. Is he showing up, you know, as a warrior? Is he showing up as a bard? Is he showing up as a jester? Is he showing up as a wizard? How are you showing up? And then I go, it's almost like I'm a mind reader because I can look at it and I can create a basic profile of how you're showing up. It doesn't that means who you are, but at least how you're showing up. So as a coach, teacher, trainer, facilitator, or CEO or whatever, I, it helps me to look and go, I see how Chris is showing up. This is his, how we showing up architecturally. I can ask three or four questions in this blueprint and literally create an entire snapshot of where my client's at and then ask three more questions of where they want to go. The client chooses and you got them and you can walk them through an entire architectural series instead of being the reliant self, you know, help guru, you know, and that creates a codependent relationship because you always have to come back to Travis Fox. Why? 
My job is to help you build your life the way you want it. I'm the guy that gives, I'm the architect. I give you the blueprint of these are all the aspects of archetypal, architectural journey, how to help, uh, how to heal yourself, how to put your business together, guide your clients through their fears, success models, how to face the 21 human fears that we face and systematically, conscious, subconscious, and the shadow emotional traumatic level, guide them, not tell them, guide them to their own awareness. Because when we have our own truth, you don't need a coach. You don't need one. Because isn't our job as, as, as mentors, influencers, whatever, whatever title you want to put on it, isn't our job to pass that on and leave a legacy? Because that's the real trick is to leave the legacy. Otherwise, you just, you just said, I'm an entrepreneur and I got a job and that's great. But let's be honest, you're grinding probably twice as hard as a person who gets up and goes to a regular job every single day because they can at least drop it and put it off at five o'clock. You are at midnight going, Oh my God, I got to do a podcast. I got to do my social media post. I still haven't written my journal yet. I haven't done my 25 jumping jacks. You know, I haven't sat in meditation. All of these things you have to do and you lose the passion over time and it becomes an obligation. And the moment it becomes an obligation, you're right back in school. You're just getting yeah. through the class, man. You're not even present. Yeah. That's yeah. You. It's so, so you, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not aware of these. So are there actually like kind of archetypal uh, archetypes that are the wizard, the bard, the word, like, are those like legitimate things that yeah. you walk through? People oh, do? Yeah. The first thing we're going to do is you come in and our, one of our advisors says, okay, Chris, here's the deal. We don't know you from a hole in the ground. We matter of fact, you probably don't know you as well as you think you do, because again, we have parts of us that show up. So we put you through our, uh, it's literally a 10 question quiz and it, you answer it and it tells us where you are based on your answers. And yes, those are the first, what's called the prime archetypes. So many of us want to go, yeah, I'm a warrior, man. I'm going to show up. I'm ready to fight. I'm going to go to grind. And you put on this big persona. You're not a warrior. And it doesn't mean you're not a warrior. It just means you're not a warrior as a prime, prime architect. Like, for example, using myself, I buy, and then you have nurture and nature that comes in, which is the second step. So we start to figure out who you really are and who you were nurtured to be. So for example, my nature is a wizard. I'm up here in the head. I can analyze. I'm an architect. I can see all the structure and it's just natural for me to do that. But my nurture, I was nurtured as a warrior bard. I had a father who was a military fighter pilot, warrior to the bone. But my mother was a model and an actress who traveled all over the world doing film and television. So she's a full bard. So I'm nurtured as a warrior bard, but my nature is wizard. So do you think I have some identity crisis going on by the time I'm 20 years old? I'm like, who the hell am I? And I keep that all these parts keep showing up. Sometimes I'm just a total a-hole. I show up and I'm like, man, my warrior's being a real knucklehead today. What's that crap about? I'm defensive. I'm aggressive. I'm like, blah, I'm going to go grind. And I'm just carnage. And then I show up as a barter. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. Everything's hot, fantastic. And I'm just put on the big show. And I'm like, what the frick are you? You're, you're full of shit, Travis. What are you doing? And then my wizard goes and starts analyzing. Well, that was really cool. So you showed up the wizard, you blew up a bunch of carnage over there, destroyed those relationships, really didn't make any impact. Good job, buddy. Then the bard, hey, that, you know, that, was, that wasn't a great performance there, Mr. Bard. In fact, if we're going to be honest, that of a scale of one to 10, that was a four. Why? Because you had no idea what the hell you were talking about. You were just full of crap presenting. So then the wizard kicks in. And then how many times have you sat there at night, even on, in your own brand, which is an amazing brand. I love the mission statement, which I agreed to be on the show. Thank you, by the way. Was I was like, damn, that makes sense. Make your, duh, make your mark. Well, shit, why would I think of that? right? Because it wasn't my lane. It's yours. But how many times have you sat up and your listeners too, three or four in the morning, staring at the ceiling fan, analyzing every part of your life, your business, what to do next? Where do I go? What's going on? Here's the fundamental problem. I'll give you the first hint. 
the wizard, every part of us has the strength and the flaw in the archetypes. Now, mind you, are those the, there are actually more. There's a whole 16 ecosystem archetypal journey that you go through in the architects that shows you how you show up. And there, each one has a strength, a weakness. How do I apply this to business, my personal relationship, my development? But let's say the example of the wizard. The wizard's flaw is he finds the flaw or she. That's all the wizard does. That's all our mind at a conscious level does is analyze crap all day. But if you ever noticed through our analytics, very rarely do we actually come up with a solution. We just analyze the crap out of analyzing. And then we analyze some more. And then we analyze some more. And before you know it, you're like, where are the drugs? I need to get out of my head. Great. So you go running, you go to the gym, whatever you do, and then you shift gears. Well, in shifting gears, when you learn to balance your architects or your archetypes, you can learn to re-architect the stories. Now, this is where we drop into the subcon, the subconscious, that are ruling you. Now, that's what's called the four pillars. That's mother, father, religion, and culture. Where did you grow up? What's your religious influence? Your mother and father are the matriarchal or patriarchal influences in your life. Those are where our stories come in. So you get both the clinical meets entertainment meets a journey. Now, if you put that together, now, now all of a sudden, why does coaching and transformation have to be so painful? Oh my God, Chris, you understand. My mom left me and I was abused as a kid. And in high school, I was a dork. I mean, Jesus, you already lived it. Why do you need to go back through the pain of it? I'm not saying that there are times you do that, but why do you want to relive it? The object of transformation is where am I going from here forward at the moment? Chris and I are talking on this, uh, on this podcast right now. This is the moment that is present. And we all know what now is, right? Eckhart Tolle did a great job of that book, The Power of Now. One of the best books out there. Just get present, dude. But from here forward, that's where the transformation occurs. But if we're always analyzing our past, you know, back when I was 22, Chris, you know, I could have done this. Yeah, but you're not 22, Travis. You're 50 move your ass forward because time is ticking. And so when you start to see how I can blueprint my life, my business, my clients, my relationship, myself, it's not scary. And oftentimes that's the number one reason we won't change our lives. We are scared of judgment. We're scared of what people will think. We're scared of what we'll look like. And most of that comes from our wizard brain going, you know, Trav, if you do this, you know, Chris is going to think you've gone off the deep end. You've lost your crap. You're done. You can't do it. You can't, you'll lose the friendship. Don't. And you stay in these toxic spaces that you know down here in your guts don't align with you. Because let's be candid. The best hypnotist on the planet is ourselves. You know, we do that to ourselves every day. And here's the funny thing. We don't even realize we're doing it. <laughs> that's the scary part. <laughs> that's really interesting. One, I'd, I'd never heard of the bard and the wizard and, and all those. So that that's really cool. A neat kind of analogy with me being kind of like the nerdy Lord of the Rings kind of. <laughs> right, so let's, fan, let, so. let's, let, let's talk about you. So you are, you are, you know, there's a part of you that is a wizard and a bard. I can tell just by staring at you. You've got this brilliant analytical mind that can see where everything's going. But yeah, there's a bard in you that goes, Okay, Gandalf the Grey, we're going off. Thou shall not pass. You know, yeah. you're, you're in that experience. And so you get to combine those two. And then what gets fun is you get to recognize why you're showing up that way. How does that serve you? What is the weakness in that? Because there's always an offset. The, the universe is always full of balance. And so when you look at that, you start to go, ah. And then you can drop down to the third level, which is called the ET level. That's called the emotional traumatic level. And that's where we really, really get stuck. And you can see things, you know, energetic work, and you can see, you know, um, emotional trauma breathing. And those are all valuable things because one of the things I learned and myself, I've had two major crashes in my life because I had the ideology that I'm always supposed to be there for my clients, all there from the academy for the students, for speaking. It, it's dependent upon me. You're not that important, Travis, calm down. But my wizard says I've got to be there. However, 
you know, the part of me that says, wait a minute, I'm taking on all these stories. I'm hearing these people go through this stuff. I'm working through it. My wizards aren't going at hundred billion miles an hour. Well, where's Travis come in? I've watched more coaches burn out in the first 18 months of their coaching career because they have no concept of how to take care of themselves. In fact, they will tell you, I'm always there for my client 24 hours a day. Why? Why are you? Because without you, the client will move on. So how are you taking care of you? And I did the same thing when I was uh, 34, much younger, I literally passed out on stage in front of 3000 people because my entire team, and I wouldn't listen because I was just too stupid, too, too warrior, got to get out there, got to do the next show, got to get out there and talk to the next presentation, grinding, 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 because I'm on adrenaline because I love what I do, but I'm on adrenaline and my body crashed, passed out on stage. I wake up in the dressing room with an IV in my arm going, what the hell happened? Now to prove how addicted we are to that, myself being the, the model here, Soon as I woke up, the first thing I went was, where's the audience? Do I need to get back out there? Get me back out there. That was the first thing I said. I was now so out of touch with me. And then we take that into our lives, our business. Now I take that in from um, any perspective, CEO to influencer to coach, to whatever. if you're doing that in your business all day long, what's the waterfall effect into your relationships, especially your primal, your personal one. What is it about your kids and your family? How, how much is left of you at the end of the day, Chris? to be in your life versus working on your life. And so part of what you learn through the archetypal one is who you are, how you got here, how you show up, and you can start to see some of the themes. And then from there, we take you down this path and we walk you through it between the three the three master teachers and myself and walk you through this entire experience on a 60 day run. And when you come out the other side, you will have reclaimed the, uh, reclaimed the castle of your life. You would have been like, wait a minute, you know what? I used to be the king and queen of my life, but I decided to go off and be, you know, whatever and forgot that you are the architect of your life. No one else is. And that scares people when you hear from a responsibility point of view, actualization point of view, an awareness point of view. But isn't that what we're all really doing here on earth? It's like when you talk about that, a couple of things like we can't pour into others if we have an empty cup. And, and so we got to fill ourselves up. We got to be able to have something to pour out into other people. And so I think, yeah, if we don't focus on that or, or like yeah, we're the captain of our ship, if we go down, the whole thing goes down. So, and how many times have you seen that in your world? Friends, family, yeah. you watch them burn out, corporate burnout, influencer burnout, social media burnout. Heck, you can talk about being online burnout. That's the new hot topic. I'm burned <laughs> out from all these calls I've got. to Yeah, do. right. But, have, but if you know how to balance you, because you have a blueprint, because we all get hypnotized. We do it every yeah. single day to ourselves. And we all of a sudden we're on another program. And there's very key things that we work through and show you how you're doing it. And then once you understand, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> I don't have to choose that if I don't want to. And it brings you to a space where, because a lot of times, you know, and I've been guilty of this too. And I, I, I say this with respect to all of my other fellow coaches, facilitators out there. But sometimes we get a little kind of kumbaya altruistic. Mm. Well, Chris, everything is just amazing. And yep. you just got to be with it, bro. And just breathe through it. Okay, great. I just got, you know, a bankruptcy notice. My house is getting foreclosed on. Uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time breathing. Can we suspend <laughs> that for a minute? I'm still in warrior mode. I'm not really over here in the, like the jester mode. And so sometimes we get a little kumbaya or altruistic, right? You know, this kind of ideology that, you know, oh, everything's just great. I'm like, well, sometimes right. things aren't great. Yeah. You know, you're, there's, there's dungeons in your life. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? Yeah. There's the balance. And so as you walk through this journey of architecting, you can see the blueprint. And what's cool is every time you see the blueprint, if you go through it, you can redesign it 
any way you want because now you have hmm. those tools to do it consciously, subconsciously, emotional traumatic. You understand the sequencing of it. And it's not just, hey, if you think it, it'll show up. No, right. <laughs> I, I think about stuff all the time that never shows up. And yep. some stuff I'm glad it doesn't show up because this thing can think about all kinds of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. So it really gives you a fun way, yet completely educational, completely clinical, experiential. All of our master teachers and myself include have a minimum of 20 years of experience. We're all award-winning courses, trained, outlined, and we still teach live. So mm -hmm. you get an interactivity of this is self-directed, but we also teach live. So you have a guidepost and once in a while you can ask a question. And you can talk, hey, this is what's going on. So you see that we're flesh and blood as well. And I think that, especially with our last year, and you would agree, that over the last two years, we've gotten solely reliant, oh, just go watch my video. Right. Yeah, but that that depersonalizes the entire experience because isn't it all about connection anyways? That's what we all talk about. Oh, we're connected. We're connected. Are we? Or are we just connecting through? Mm. And so it's a deeper question. But that's what – and it makes it fun. Yeah. you know, who wants to I, – man, I don't want to go back to school. School sucked. Yeah, I think having fun in that connection with people, like because we are online, so I think it opens up a lot of doors, but then also I think it makes us forget about that experience that we need to have with others. Because live is Chris and I are in the room, sitting across the table, two microphones, talking. That's what we used to do in radio. Well, now technology's helped, but it's also hurt. And so with all of the things we've gone through in the last year and change at a global scale, it is this odd reset of, well, how do we connect now? And that obviously, and you well said it, it starts with connecting with ourself. And most of us, you know, and I can talk about my own personal journey. You know, even when I was, I was Dr. Fox for 15 years, no clue who the hell Travis was. My name's in there somewhere, as you can see on the screen, it says Dr. Travis Fox. But Dr. Fox became this, you know, persona of mine because I was conditioned through my schooling and how I was taught. This is how doctors show up. I'm like, well, wait a minute. And the, the epiphany came for me when really when the architects took a, a, a journey, two events happened in my life, and they're right in my mid-30s, right around I had that, that, that collapse, was one, I looked up the etymology of the word doctor. And it comes from a Latin word, which means teacher. And I went, huh, am I even worthy to be called a teacher? Let me look at that. What, am, what, what the hell am I teaching? Well, I'm repeating other people's stuff. Well, is that teaching or am I a parrot? So I went back and said, what is the, what is the, what does I really want to say? What do I want people to guide through? We re-architect that. And then secondly, my third child, which is my second son was born and he was born autistic where my first two were neurotypical. Well, the great Dr. Fox, the great communicator, I could communicate with my two older kids, but my youngest one came in autistic. Well, autistics have a completely different communication system. And I was dumb as a brick. I went, I have no idea how to talk to my son. So my son, my youngest son, became my teacher about how do we talk without talking and how do we connect without language and became one of the best teachers of my, of my career uh, really did. And it changed my life. And he's, he's amazing now. I mean, he's you know, obviously he's verbal and I'm very blessed that he is. And he graduated high school and he, he now makes YouTube shows for other autistic kids. Hey, so that's how we got here. So, so how can people like listen to this right now? How can they maybe go about starting down this path of, you know, architecting their own life or finding themselves, um, what would you suggest maybe that they can start doing besides connecting with you and what you do? You can come take the archetypal quiz. It's free. Absolutely. And it's so funny that it parallels with pencil leadership and just people were, were created uniquely with a purpose to leave their own positive mark and like that we're all like have so much potential and a lot of people will miss it because they don't know their true, their true selves and don't know how to find that. The fifth trade of potential leadership is that we are all created uniquely with purpose to leave a positive mark. 
So when everything is said and done for you here on earth, what do you hope your mark is on the world? Yeah, great question. One, that I was that I was a great father to my kids. Two, my entire mission statement, and has been for several years now, but now I, now I finally publicly been talking about it. I didn't talk about it for years because I, I thought people would judge me because I had my own crap going on. I had got in my own wizard head. Wizard. I'm probably, probably super wizard, right? Just insane. Um, is that I, I, I want the architects to win a Nobel Peace Prize for turning education globally back into a learning system. Because we're never going to change as human beings if we keep educating on a process that is over 200 years old and completely designed for the opposite of what the systems do. So what if we turn into a learning system where people could learn? Because when learning's fun, then that's an adventure. And when it's an adventure, then you're on the journey of a lifetime. But if it's boring and altruistic, no. So the goal for me is to reach that Nobel Peace Prize because it means for me, because that's the measure of litmus that we've made that change that we made a global impact and that legacy will live on in the architects after I'm gone. That's such a cool big goal too, which is an amazing thing to kind of aim for. Uh, so when you get there, it'll be, it'll be neat to be like, yeah, I had, you know, Travis, Dr. Fox on my show. And where can people find out more about what you do, connect with you just to say thanks for being on the show? Sure. Yeah. Thanks. And thanks for the, the shameless plug and I will give my shameless plug. So uh, family, if you want to find me on social media, it's very easy. It's Travis Fox 360 across the board. If you want to go to the website and see what we're doing, it's BTU 360. And the easiest way to remember that is bigger than us 360.com. Awesome. Yeah, guys, uh, get connected with them. Check out what they're doing. Take that free quiz, see what archetype you are. But again, Dr. Fox, thank you so much for being on Pencil Leadership today. Pleasure. And there's no better time to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, you have a message you want to share with the world, or you're just thinking it would be a fun thing to do, podcasting is easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout, is hands down one of the easiest and best ways to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories within minutes of finishing your recordings. So podcasting doesn't have to be hard, and it isn't when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So join over 100,000 podcasters who are already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Follow the link in my show notes to get started with Buzzsprout today. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.